Ruth is a community icon. She uh, probably has stood for art and art making and art appreciation more than any other human being in the city. Well, the inspiration, I think, for, for Ruth's Aurora sculpture that's made of stainless steel was it was first designed in paper in origami. Ruth Asawa's cast bronze sculptures have graced the San Francisco cityscape since the 1970s. She was in contact with some of the major art figures of the 20th century. She uh, was part of the Black Mountain College experience where she worked with Joseph Albers and her classmates were Robert Rauschenberg and John Cage and Jasper Johns and she, she really has been at the center of the contemporary art world for a long time. Ruth was born on a farm in Southern California. During World War II, she and her family were placed in a Japanese internment camp where she learned to make art out of whatever materials she could find. Now nearly 80, and in frail health, she continues to make art every day. Well, there are many aspects to her, her artwork, but at the core has been handmade. It's very physical. It's not an abstract process, it's a very hands-on process, and making art is as important to her as the finished artwork. This is the sunroom, and we're getting pieces ready. We've found a lot of pieces in closets and things, so. Ruth's daughter, Aiko, is working around the clock to pull together her mother's life's work for a retrospective at the new de Young Museum. She started with these, these kinds of sculptures here called, they call them the crocheted wire ones, where it's a continuous wire. You can see that it does have some flexibility. It was sort of a technique she learned in Mexico when she was in Mexico City. They were, people made baskets to hold eggs. And so she took it to a whole other level. She could hang, hang it from the ceiling and then work up. And some sculptures she had to hang from the ceiling and work down. And, and size didn't scare her, didn't scare her at all. As an artist, she was drawing all the time. She just, she never wasted a minute. So when we're going through all these files, we find just sketches. Like this was from a meeting at School of the Arts. It's on a piece of paper towel out of the bathroom at the school. This is also from School of the Arts, probably a meeting she went to. Here, this is a, one of her latest things because she's drawing a lot less now because she doesn't have the coordination. But here she drew a rose, a beautiful rose, on a, a paper bag. And this was just last week. Some of the most beautiful mementos in Ruth's collection are photos taken of her family by the photographer Imogen Cunningham, a close friend. The baby, Adam, is only about maybe a year old and he's sitting there naked under the sculpture playing with something. Um, so it was always sort of just a part of our life to just see her always working. And if we really wanted to talk to her, we'd get one of the dolls and we'd start coiling wire for her, you know, so that there would be, we'd be helping her and having a conversation with her as we helped her get the wire ready for her, her crocheting and her sculptures. Ruth's legacy in San Francisco stretches far beyond her works of personal and public art. 
As a working artist and mother of six, Ruth has long been a passionate advocate for arts education in the public schools, helping to found San Francisco's School of the Arts and launch the Alvarado Arts Program, which brings working artists into the public schools. We're going to start off with your horses and oxen. I thought that I'd give you colors for those that are like horses, like brown, uh, gray, black. Ruth's white. son Paul is now one of those working artists in residence here at Alvarado Elementary, the school he attended as a child. So this mosaic was done in 1970 by Ruth and other parents that were here. And these pieces of mosaics were given to my mother for payment on a job that she did down on Cap Street. Well, the piece that I worked on was this one here with the boy holding the balloon. And um, what's sort of funny is it sort of looks like my son a little bit. When my mom started doing artwork here, she was disappointed that the students were coloring in ditto sheets, and that was called art. So she and some other mothers got some art materials and came up and started teaching an after-school art program. You have some white spots. Try to paint out all the white spots on your horse. So you don't want to hold the middle of the brush. You want to hold it right down near that metal part that the hairs are connected to. That way you have more Well, a typical art program would be where an artist comes to one school, does a little thing, and then leaves. And the unique thing here is I'm here. I'm here all the time. I'm here year after year. And so by the time a student's in the fifth grade, they've had six years of working with me. In our annual De Young Arts Festival, Youth Arts Festival, we could always tell when Paul's class brought their work in because it would be very elaborate. The uh, quality of teaching is so apparent. I'm going to get a different brush though, okay? Yeah. Well, this platter, it's Root's motif of you know, the positive, negative, inside and outside. And so she rolled all these little spheres, different sizes, and then all these coils of clay. We've, we've done many projects together. Um, there's really no typical work with my mom. Everything's unique, everything's different, and she does one thing and she's sort of on to the next thing. During the building of the new Young, one of the key issues was to get approval for the tower. The tower was quite controversial. Some people thought it should be uh, lower, not be as visible. Other people thought it should be taller. And Ruth was uh, a, a really proud defender of the tower. The fact that it was uh, all focused on education functions appealed to her. So it was very appropriate when the tower finally did get built that the lobby should be devoted to an installation of her sculpture. Now, would you see these tied wire pieces together? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. But they all look like they need a pretty dramatic art of spotlight on them because of the kinds of shadows they cast. Well, 
That's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the these are the perforated panels. And of course, we want to suspend your pieces, your sculptures, through through the perforations, and we have have your your work as you as you see fit sprinkled around the space. Do you want, Ruth, do you want to look at the model again just to remind yourself? It's kind of hard with one hand. Do, 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 um... Ruth, this is a terrific selection. Well, it's, it's the creme de la creme. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I had to change it. They're bigger than when you, you've chosen big ones. Yeah. Big, well, impressive ones of all periods. I thought, I thought the, the museum should have the big ones. I think some have made the mistake of, of thinking of Ruth as a, as a Japanese-American who perhaps practices a kind of ethnic art, which I think is, is really misreading the importance of her work because she's an important American artist of the mid-20th century who was in touch with the most advanced art movements of that period. Mm -hmm. 